an entitled Karen demands to buy the new Super Mario Brothers game on the PlayStation. But after I describe and explain to her several times that Super Mario Brothers is not a PlayStation game, she accuses me of stealing all the copies that she would want to buy, insisting that I'm selling them online for double the price, just so she couldn't get the game that she wanted. And I've honestly never been more freaked out by a crazy Karen in my life. Here's what happened. So, with the new Super Mario Brothers movie opening in theaters soon, I thought I would share this story from when I worked at Walmart back around the mid-2000s. I was filling in at the electronics department, and it was a slow day, and I was standing in the middle of the section, waiting for customers to come in so I could try to assist them. And it's right about then that a middle-aged woman walks in, which is the Karen of this story. And when I approached her to ask her how I could help her, that's when everything started to go down. She looks at me and says, I want to purchase the newest Super Mario Brothers game. So I said to her, that's not a problem at all. I can happily help you with that. So I led her to the Nintendo cabinet. I opened it up and I pulled out a copy of the game. The Karen then looks at me and says, no, not that one. But I responded to her by saying, ma'am, this is the newest copy of Super Mario Brothers. But the entitled Karen was not having it. She looks at me and says, no, I want the Super Mario Brothers game for the PlayStation. And it was right about then that I realized she did not know what she was asking for. I informed her that Mario is a Nintendo licensed property and that it is not sold on PlayStation. But she simply wouldn't believe me. She said to me, yes it is. I saw a commercial advertising it for the PlayStation and that's what I want to buy. I tried my best once again to tell her that she did not see a commercial advertising Mario for the PlayStation. But of course this went just about as well as you would expect. She then started shouting at me. She said, don't you tell me what I did or didn't see. I know I saw a commercial advertising Mario for the PlayStation and that's what I want. I then showed her the copyright logo on the game, stating that Mario was a Nintendo licensed company and that there's no way it was on the PlayStation. But she still refused to believe me. So, giving in, I led her to our PlayStation display case and I said to her, ma'am, this is our current set of PlayStation games for sale and you can see that there are no copies of Super Mario Brothers. So even if you are right, we just don't carry any copies of that game at our location. Now with this, I was hoping that she would just accept that we didn't sell copies of the game for the PlayStation and would then just hopefully walk away. But instead of doing that, she accused me of stealing all the copies of Mario Brothers for the PlayStation to then sell them online at double the cost so I can make a profit. And when she made that wild accusation against me, I was seriously dumbfounded. I asked her where on earth she was basing this off of, but it was right about then that I realized I was not going to get through to her. So I called over a co-worker for assistance. And when he came up, I said to him, you don't know the conversation I've had with this lady, correct? He looks at me a little bit confused and then nods his head yes. I turn to this entitled Karen and I say to her, listen, there's no way I could have prompted him on what you wanted and are requesting in this department. So with that in mind, please ask my coworker what you want. This entitled Karen turns to my coworker and tells him that she wanted the newest Super Mario Brothers on the PlayStation. And guess what happened? He tells her the exact same thing that I did, stating that Mario isn't sold on the PlayStation consoles. And of course, she lumps my coworker into the conspiracy, stating that the two of us must be stealing all the copies of the game for PlayStation and selling them online at double the cost. The department manager finally sees the scene that the entitled Karen was making, and he rushes over to try and calm her down, as well as to also tell her that Super Mario Brothers isn't sold on the PlayStation. But she also lumps him in on it as well. But this time, she accuses the department manager of being the ringleader of the operation. She then breaks out the biggest case of crocodile tears I've ever seen in my life. She looks at us and says, 
says, All I wanted to do was buy a copy of Super Mario Brothers for the PlayStation for my son's birthday party. But you monsters have ruined this and countless other children's birthdays by stealing the game from the store just so you could sell them online at double the cost. So because of you, Walmart has lost a valued customer this day. I'm going to another store. I'm going to find Super Mario Brothers for the PlayStation and I'm going to bring it back here and I'm going to expose you all. And with that, the entitled Karen stormed off, but I couldn't let her get the last word in. So I stepped forward and I shouted back at her. I said, ma'am, go ahead and try and find a copy of the game on PlayStation. And if you can, bring it back here and I'll give you my next paycheck. Needless to say, we never saw or heard from that entitled Karen ever again. What an absolutely entitled jerk. This entitled Karen literally went in there, bothered a bunch of hourly workers, and then accused them of having some kind of underground crime ring where they're selling copies of some imaginary game at double the cost. Like, you've got to be seriously unhinged to make that kind of assumption. And this is all built off of the fact that this lady was just completely wrong. I mean, literally three separate people who never heard the original conversation in the first place all validated the original poster story and said the exact same thing unprompted. I mean, seriously, what more do you possibly want? So good for the original poster for not only standing up for themselves, but also by handling that with style. Because that entitled Karen was just being a complete moron. And it is seriously disappointing to see someone get treated like this, especially over someone else's absolute ignorance. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My mom wants to come visit me all of a sudden out of nowhere. And now my wife, who has serious problems with my mom, is planning on leaving the house for two weeks just so she can avoid this situation. And I seriously don't know what to do. So my wife and I grew up in Latin America, but we've lived in the U.S. for about 10 years. We got married here and we have two daughters now. We haven't been able to travel back and visit family for a few years because of the pandemic, having a newborn, and the financial hardship that we were currently in. It would theoretically be possible now in 2023, but my mom surprised me with the news that she had saved enough money to book a trip and come visit us, as well as to meet our granddaughters for the first time. And this news is putting a strain on my marriage. Now, to give some kind of context, my mom and my wife had a decent relationship before we got married. There was always some kind of tension, but not enough to call it conflict. Things started to escalate around 2015 to 2016 when my mom accidentally found out that I'd been in contact with my dad, which is something she had forbidden me to do my entire life. My mom felt betrayed and tremendously upset. She yelled at me on the phone, she cried, and we did not speak to one another for quite a while. Eventually, we decided to put that behind us and continue to stay in touch. But to my wife, getting over those fights has been non-negotiable. The things she brings up, even today, seven to eight years later, are basically that my mom implied that she doesn't take care of the home properly or could be taking advantage of me because I have a job and she doesn't. Another episode she keeps bringing back is when my mom asked me and my wife to remove my dad and his son, which is my half-sibling, from our Facebook friends group, which I know, trust me, is very boomer-type stuff. But that was the turning point. My wife decided she would not do that and instead blocked and deleted my mom from phone as well as social media and decided to never speak to her again, which has been the case for the last seven or so years. But with that in mind, my wife always insists on me calling my mom, making sure I'm sending her pictures of the kids, keeping her up to date on their growth. My wife would even insist that I would tell my mom the theme of our daughter's birthday party just so my mom wouldn't complain about not being involved. When my grandfather passed away at the beginning of the pandemic, I video called my mom every single day for like a month. We went through that grief 
somewhat together. Since then, I've started video calling my mom almost every week. And surprisingly, my wife is the one among all of us who's always on top of making sure that I set aside some time on the weekend to make that call. Even my mom sometimes goes out to do something on the weekends and gets back home too late, so we can't video chat. But my wife makes sure I never forget it. Now comes early 2023. My mom announces that she's planning to come visit us for the first time, and my wife is now freaking out. She already asked one hotel I'll put her in for the duration of that visit. She told me she doesn't want to see her and doesn't want to be seen or have any conversation with her. Eventually, the tickets were purchased, but it's not yet been decided where my mom is going to stay. Now, here's how I feel about this situation. I wish it wasn't that hard. I wish I could call my mom anytime I wanted and not have to plan ahead, as well as sit in a place where the wife can pass around me without being on camera. I wish I could be 100% excited and happy that my daughters will get to meet their grandma for the first time. But unfortunately, that's not the case. I'm leaning towards agreeing with my wife on leaving for a couple of weeks. It could be nice to have that time away from each other, even if the reasoning for that is not great. I asked her last night, so what are we going to do? Where are you going? And she said to me, I don't know, you tell me. But I said, I can't tell you where to go. I was able to pry from her that her idea of that exile was staying in a hotel room or an Airbnb in our city. It may be relevant to mention that she can't drive and the transit in our city is not great. So my not ideal, but I can't think of anything else solution, is to pay for a hotel room downtown for the wife and host my mom in my place. I'll also need to work for part of those two weeks. So if it comes down to it, I need to have someone watching the kids after school. This is all so confusing and I seriously don't know what to do. So it honestly sounds like your mom has apologized to you and tried to make amends in some kind of way, but it doesn't sound like she's made any attempt to talk to your wife in the slightest. So your wife made the decision of like, you know what? I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. And based on what you've described, I kind of don't blame her. It sounds like your mom is kind of toxic, regardless of if she's apologized to you or not. So it kind of makes sense that your wife would be upset about the whole situation. So in my opinion, the only real solution that I can see is putting your mom in a hotel. It honestly just seems counterintuitive to have your wife leave the house when it's your mom who has caused these problems for so many years. And it's also super suspicious that your mom decided to schedule some kind of visit with you without clearing it with you first. I mean, your mom and wife haven't spoken in seven years. That is incredibly problematic in my opinion. So hopefully with whatever you decide to do, you really do consider your wife first. Because from the sounds of it, it doesn't look like your mom has made any attempt to try and make amends. And so I really don't think this is the wife's fault in the slightest. My manager tried throwing me under the bus while at work. But as a result, I turned the tables. And right before I resigned and found a new job, I humiliated her in front of the entire company while also permanently damaging her credibility. Here's what happened. So I recently resigned from a toxic workplace as a data analyst at a startup. It was promising at the start, but not long after, I noticed many red flags, including the fact that my manager had absolutely no data analysis or management experience prior to being promoted. I mean, how on earth can you manage anybody if you don't know basic Excel functions? I ignored those red flags and trusted her leadership because I liked the company goals. But little did I know that this would be a horrible decision later on. I basically did all the work for the team for the whole year I was there. When I ran the numbers for reporting and analysis of team performance, she always asked me to dumb it down so that she can present it to high-level management. I thought everything was going well because I only got feedback from her and the rest of the team. About a month ago, a co-worker who I don't get along with made a complaint about me that was absolutely untrue. My manager believed it without investigating it. And all of a sudden, I was placed 
on performance improvement plan. She spouted all types of lies to HR, and when I refuted those claims with written evidence, they doubled down and started gaslighting me, saying stuff like, oh, you're just too negative. I refused to sign anything they gave me, and I was threatened with termination, so I had to comply and started building a case against them. I knew she was doing the PIP to terminate me, as she looked for internal candidates to replace me in secret, because she was dumb enough to set the meeting up beside me. Once I signed my contract for a new job, I basically did nothing and started working from home. Before my resignation, she asked me to do some reporting for her, so I ran the numbers and sent her the raw data. I told her where the files were located and that she can analyze the data and make the presentation herself. I mean, since she's the data analyst manager, she should know how to do it, right? She tried reporting me for that, but ultimately it backfired because they asked her if the work that I did was actually wrong and was then forced to admit that she didn't know what she was looking at. And because of that, everything else in the team was questioned. And I now believe that they are being audited by an external investigator, which means her credibility was absolutely destroyed. I'm now working for a manager who is competent and has clear goals for the team. But that was one heck of a ride. And while it may be a small win against toxic management, a win is a win. And I will happily take that if it means that she loses her credibility and her place in that company is somehow damaged permanently. What an awful manager. I mean, seriously, if you're going to be in that type of position, then you absolutely need to know what the people underneath you are actively doing. I mean, how on earth can you properly manage anybody if you have no idea what they're doing in the first place? That is seriously just stupid if you ask me. So I really don't blame the original poster for getting back at their boss. Their boss sounds absolutely toxic and they seriously don't sound like a good person. An entitled Karen's card gets declined at my job and after trying to offer her so many solutions just so she can get her food, she decides to freak out, lie at me and curse me up and down and then send her husband in to yell at me as well. And I've honestly never been more confused in my life. Here's what happened. So I used to work at Panera Bread and one time a woman came in and ordered something on our kiosk and the kiosk is basically a little computer screen where people can search what they want to eat and insert their card. The restaurant was empty at this time. She was the only one there and I asked her a few times if she needed any help with anything but she said no each time. After a while she walks up to me and asks where her food is while also saying that it usually doesn't take this long for just a cup of soup. So I go to the computer in the back and see that there are no new orders. Then just to make sure I go to the kitchen and I ask the staff there and they tell me there hasn't been a new order in a while. Her card has been declined and that's why she didn't get her food. So I go back and I tell her exactly what happened and that's right about when she gets absolutely furious with me. So I ask her if when she ordered her food did the screen say it was approved. She then says to me no it didn't say approved but I know it was charged which honestly doesn't make any sense. So I said I would be more than happy to ring her up for the soup and that I'll make sure it's top priority in the kitchen. I even offered her a free pastry for the trouble and instead of being reasonable she straight up declines it. She then swears at me and storms out of the restaurant. Not even two minutes later her husband comes in and starts to yell at me stating that the card was not declined. He told me I made his wife feel like garbage and that she was crying in the car because of how I treated her. This man then storms into the kitchen and starts yelling at my co-workers to give him his cup of soup. Now, I didn't know what to do, so I tapped him on his shoulder and I told him he wasn't allowed back there, to which he told me that if I try to hit him, he's going to call the police. Mind you, he's about six feet tall and he's a grown man. While I was maybe, what, 20 years old at the time, I've always been a pretty small looking girl for my age, so it 
is hilarious to me that he took the tap on the shoulder as some kind of threat. At this point, the manager notices what's going on. The man was grabbing me by the shoulders and yelling, so my manager had to escort him out of the building. And after that ordeal, my manager allowed me to leave early. And at the end of the day, this was all over a cup of soup that this lady never ordered. And it was something that I was willing to give to them for free and call it my mistake if they had not been complete jerks to me. But this entitled Karen and her husband decided to take the crazy route. And instead of being calm and rational human beings, they decided to act absolutely insane. And that is nobody's fault except their own. Yeah, it really does sound like the entitled Karen of the story was just horribly embarrassed that her card got declined. But instead of fessing up to it and saying, oh, I'll just use another card, or at least like, I don't know, going home or taking the free order, she decided to lie and tell her husband that this original poster was being mean to her, but in fact, that never happened. And that is so not fair for the original poster in the slightest. And it is seriously jarring that the Karen's husband would storm into the back kitchen, demanding a cup of soup for his wife. I mean, if this guy knew exactly how she was acting, he would probably be thinking twice to going back there and acting like that. So hopefully the original poster never has to deal with these people ever again. They're super entitled, they're really weird, and chances are, if they try to pay for anything, their card will probably get declined, and the original poster will just find themselves in the same mess all over again. My girlfriend seems absolutely helpless in doing anything with her life, and now I don't know what the long-term vision of our relationship is going to be, and I seriously don't know what to do. So I first want to start off by explaining why I'm with this woman in the first place. My girlfriend and I have been together for about a year and a half now. We're both graduate students in different fields at the same university. She is one of the most empathetic people I have ever met. She cares so much for animals and people. She's always trying to be as conscious of her actions as possible, even from our first date. I've always felt like I can talk to her about anything. She's hardly ever judgmental about anything, and she honestly seems to love hearing me talk about my interests. And I really feel like this goes both ways. We're both also huge nerds, and we could talk for hours without getting bored of each other. Her patience seems to be endless. Even when I'm being a total jerk or making a big deal of something stupid, she is always able to have a rational discussion with me. Whenever we fight, which is extremely rare, we always try to reach an understanding rather than try to win the argument. And in the end, we always mutually apologize and make sure we express affection. In short, it's the most communicative and the most loving relationship I've ever been in. And I admire her so much as a person. The issue at hand, however, is that we seem to be on track for codependency. My girlfriend doesn't drive and we live in an area where driving is extremely important. So I'm taking her around and giving her rides constantly so she can meet her basic needs. I have expressed concern over this and she has a history of car-related trauma, so she refuses to learn how to drive. There is no negotiation on this matter, so I simply have to be her caregiver in this regard. My girlfriend has no money on account of being a graduate student and not being able to have a job due to not driving, so I usually just have to pay for everything. My girlfriend also has no friends on the account of having severe social anxiety. While I am constantly making new friends and I'm trying to go out and network with people. In contrast, she struggles to go anywhere in public by herself, and this is all without having a panic attack. I try to bring her to social outings, but she frequently says inappropriate things, and I feel constant anxiety about vicarious embarrassment. She doesn't enjoy these social outings either, so most of the time, I don't bring her along. It's not that she's lonely. She seems to thrive in solitude, but being the only person in her life outside of her family that she is constantly calling and texting is honestly exhausting. I just need my own space. I will be panicking or trying to write a midterm paper and she'll call me like five times.
times in a row until I pick up, just to then tell me what her cats did. Or she will have to call me before making any decision, just to get my approval or my input. She seriously cannot make any decisions on her own. It's tough to set this boundary, because when I try to just let her do her thing, she often makes terrible, self-destructive choices that honestly baffle me. I have tried to communicate how this bothers me to her, but doing so makes her feel like a burden, and that makes me feel extremely guilty. She recently started therapy, so I'm hoping these things will improve, and she will try to become more autonomous, but she has repeatedly expressed that she isn't interested in driving, working, or making friends. Her plans thus far seems to be to depend on me her whole life, and I'm in a field that makes a lot of money. This worries me, because I love her so much, and she loves me too, but I often don't feel like her partner. I feel like her surrogate dad. I've repeatedly tried communicating all of this to her, and all it has done is make her feel insecure, but she refuses to do anything for herself all the same. So now I'm at a crossroads. I can either leave this loving but flawed relationship, or stay and wait for signs of improvement. What should I do? The way your girlfriend is justifying her actions is incredibly toxic. In my opinion, she is absolutely using you, and she plans on using you for the rest of your life, and at least now you're seeing it early. She could absolutely find another job that's remote, no problem, that works from home. Also, she 100% could make decisions for herself, even if those decisions are self-destructive. And in my opinion, this might be the case of where you just need to step back and let her make her own decisions, even if those are awful decisions in the first place. Like, this is not your fault in the slightest. She is 24 years old, and she needs to step up and be an adult. So hopefully, regardless of what you choose to do in this situation, you're able to find some kind of solution that benefits you. Because at the end of the day, you really will become her caretaker as opposed to her partner. And that, in my opinion, is completely unfair. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.